Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 90, PTSD Self-Healing Show, The Power of Music in Healing with Nicole Blonder, co-founder of Equilibrium. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. Hello everyone! We started with a little bit delay, but good that we have Nicole Blonder, co-founder of Equilibrium today. And we're going to talk about the power of music in healing. <clears throat> we categorize or talk in two parts. First of all, we're going to talk about uh, how music is powerful to help recover from uh, PTSD, trauma, and negative emotion. And second, we're going to talk about music industry and how they can deal with trauma and hard work and control their negative uh, emotion and load. Welcome to my show, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much. All right, first talk about yourself. We go to first part and uh, tell me how music help you control your emotion and negative thoughts and how calm it is. Uh, it is and how actually what exactly you do right now that's a really good question there's so much in there um so music has been sort of a um salvation for me since i was very young and and i've worked in the music industry for over 20 years and one of the reasons that i decided to go into the music industry is because i was so emotionally bonded to music like many people are when they're young um just as a way to feel feelings and feel a sense of self-expression through other people's creativity. Um, and that's really carried me through, you know, obviously my adult years and uh, as a way to feel happier or if you're feeling negative emotions, you can kind of channel that. It really touches us in a way that I think so few other things have the ability to. It sort of is the, is the soundtrack behind everything that, that we're doing. Um, and so I think, you know, for me presently in my life, you know, music exists in, in a healing capacity in, in a number of ways. Um, I think one of the most potent ways for me is um, when I want to relax or actually go to sleep. There are um, lots of different types of sound and music that can actually, um, especially if you're wearing headphones, can help your nervous system relax, calm down, um, and help just to feel an overall sense of, of calm. And I think that's the most therapeutic use of music that I have in my life now. But even if I, you know, if I'm working all day at the computer and I wanna go out for a walk, um, sometimes I don't put music on, but very often it's a way to kind of clear the mental clutter in my head or um, a way to help lift my spirits if I'm trying to get out of, of, of my head a little bit about whatever may be going on. You know, the music that I choose 
to listen to very much can set my mood. Um, even, you know, a lot of people like to sing in the shower, but listening to music, like when you're getting ready in the morning or, you know, it really can set the tone for your day in this way that it just, you know, um, connects to your brain and your nervous system um, in such a deep, in such a deep way. I don't have the science behind it, but my, I'd say music exists for me in every part of my day and is so, um, you, you, there's so much music out there that you can literally find a song or a piece of music to match any mood that you're feeling. And that's kind of one of the, the biggest gifts, I think, of music. Beautiful. Actually, because I play violin, so I know <clears throat> the power of music in my own life. Because my father used to play violin as well. And uh, I found it very nostalgic when I started but I was I didn't start early. I was already in my thirties when I started. <laughs> and everybody said, Oh, it's so difficult, you cannot start. And, but I don't believe it. By the time you are alive and wish to learn something, you should do it, no matter what, what age you are. I and agree. My, yeah, and my father always said that's the only way. Because those days I didn't have any family in Canada. I immigrated here. I was alone. <clears throat> and my fa father said, that's the only way you can uh, really occupy your loneliness in a better way. And you can actually connect with yourself and know yourself and enjoy being alone. And now I know because right now with three-year-old baby is really difficult to find those moments that I could actually enjoy creating music and peace. Because uh, that's a great idea when you feel that you're creating something but uh, out of the note <laughs> or you are recreating something that is already created. Yeah. Yeah, I also, um, we had talked about this the last time we'd spoken that I recently started playing the harmonium. Um, and I've never really been a musician. Everyone else in my family picked up an instrument and I picked up the business side of it. Um, but I've always wanted to learn the harmonium because there's something that I really connect to about the sound of it. Um, and I was gifted one and I don't know how to read music or anything, but it, it's fairly simple, you know, and I started playing it. And when I'm playing, it's very cathartic, you know, because I can sing along or just the, just the sounds of it, the vibration of it that kind of surrounds me and kind of clears the energy in the space is like incredibly, it's incredibly healing for sure. Yeah, actually, no, I know, even, even for kids, I actually put her on music to listen. So, and all the kids songs are on music and she every day she sing a song and i see how it can help her to uh, help her her brain to grow yeah you can just see in, in the way that that music makes most children so happy and you know they yeah. play they they clap they play they dance around they you know i have two very young nieces you know, they hear their favorite song and they get so excited and, you know, it's visceral. It's not even, you know, really intellectual. There's just such an immediate connection that brings such the, the wide range of emotions that starts such a small age. 
it's such a gift, I think, for children to expose them to music. Yes. And it's interesting because she's learning languages, two languages, my language, which is Farsi and English. So through those music, she pick up songs and just repeating. That's a better way to learn language because it's fun. <laughs> you see, and I love it. I love the way she's doing it. I've heard from, from people who um, have come to America or Canada and tried to learn English that they learn through lyrics of songs because it's such a powerful connector. The actual like music part of it can connect you to the lyrics. And the amount of songs that I knew every single word to 25 years ago that I could still sing, if you put on right now, it's just amazing how it embeds itself in your brain. Um, in a good way, you know, but you're like, yes. how do I remember this? I haven't heard this song for 25 years, but I still know all the words. Yeah, isn't it? I'm, I think that's the best way to learn, especially for kids, as I see for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's okay, awesome. we have a few seconds of break. We're going to go through the second part of the interview and see what you exactly do as a, a co-founder. And we come back again. I've been working in the music industry for about 20 years and um, through my own kind of personal health challenges became interested in wellness and Marnie and I connected last year and wanted to do an initiative around music and wellness. We kind of created Equilibrium out of a need for it. We've been having so many conversations with so many of you in this room and so many other people that we, we kind of wanted to create a larger conversation. You know, there's been a lot of conversations in music about mental health and mental health for artists and, you know, mental health for people in the industry. And the idea of holistic health is sort of that and so many other things. Mental health, nutrition, and sleep, and relationships, and how all of those things sort of come together to have an impact. Even if this isn't unique to our industry, it doesn't make it okay, so we might as well start exploring some solutions. Yes, I see right now your purpose of, uh, of the institute you have is cre creating a great connection for musicians, right? Whoever work in music industry to help them relieve from their uh, negative emotion or all the workload. Because I know even in music industry, you have a lot of workload project to do right so what are those solutions that <laughs> you are going to talk about yeah we um we work with both artists and people in the music industry because the lifestyle that's sort of inherent in being an artist can be very even though the, the creative act of music can be very healing and cathartic the other side of that which is recording and promoting and touring and all of that can be extremely stressful. Being an industry that's very um, attractive to be in, there's a lot of competition for people to actually be in the industry. And so people are willing to compromise their well-being in order to do a better job. And so I think what we talk about at Equilibrium is the idea of holistic health, which I mentioned in the video. It's sort of looking at um, the various aspects of your life from your sleep and your food and your movement and which all tie into mental health um, in addition to other things in your life like creativity and relationships um, and, and joy and things like that and kind of 
seeing your level of satisfaction in each one of those areas and how you think those things are serving you, it's a lot to investigate. But I think what we try to do is um, share ways that people can deal with the various problems like stress, like sleeplessness, um, like low energy, like overwhelm, fatigue. And I think that we look at all of these areas, like, you know, especially again now during COVID, like, are you moving enough? Are you getting up out of your chair and desk and moving every day in some way? And I, which I think is just generally good advice for everybody, especially now when people are not going out as much. Um, looking at your food and making sure that you know, you're getting, you're eating whole foods, nutrient dense foods, a wide variety of foods. We talk about foods that are good for um, anti-anxiety and stress and, you know, just ways to bring awareness to that aspect of people's lives so that they understand that what you put in your body is really important and does affect your mental health and your sleep and your level of energy. Um, you know, looking at, you know, what is it that is affecting your mood? I think there's, there's a lot of conversations around mental health, but sometimes what people don't realize is that all these other things are kind of underneath it. You know, you can't really address your mental health, I think, and what we talk about a lot is you can't really address mental health issues without looking at all of these other factors in your life. And certainly there are people for whom um, there are kind of like inherent, they suffer from inherent issues and maybe there's there was a trauma or they were born with a, a specific inclination, what have you, but there's still such a powerful connection between all of these parts of your life that have um, a really um, strong impact on your quality of life and your level of satisfaction. And so I think it's the level of awareness uh, of the different aspects of, of how you kind of run your day to day. Um, and there's endless amounts of, of information that we can share. I mean, we share a lot of techniques um, you know, things like meditation and um, other anti-stress, anti anti-anxiety. We talk a lot about tapping or EFT, which you may have talked about with your audience before, um, which is one of my personal favorite sort of stress reliever, you know, anti-anxiety. Anti um, and, you know, music certainly comes into play there. But I think when you're in the industry, sometimes you have to separate out like what your work is and what your job is and then what music you enjoy or make for pleasure for yourself because it certainly can get very um, conflated. And, you know, that can sometimes mean that what you used to enjoy for personal satisfaction, maybe is now taken on a, a work context. And so that can be um, something that happens to people too. But I think really like we're shining awareness on just um, how people live from a holistic perspective, because I think that we are human beings, you know, and, and all aspects of our lives are connected. And so it's sort of uh, never made sense to me, you know, that when you're talking about trying to heal, that you're only looking at one thing, because everything else contributes to that. Exactly. That's the purpose of this podcast as well. This podcast, it's uh, actually look at the PTSD, but uh, my other podcast talk about holistic medicine as a kind of healing, as you said, you cannot uh, separate diet or less stress from your healing part. Because if you have those factors in place, your healing is going to be very difficult. And medicine is not the only way to give you relief. You need other factors. 
An interesting part of the music, yes. If you do it as a satisfaction uh, of your own, it's different uh, from when you have it as a job. Yes, yes very much because, so. <laughs> exactly, because when you have a project due or something, is you're not thinking about, yeah, I'm satisfied, I'm doing this. For, because when you when I when I was alone and doing this piece, I did it whenever I feel is right to do. But when you have a project to do, do to finish a piece or create it or whatever, or rehearsal, so these are like obligation that you have to do. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. it changes a lot. You know, some artists will go through the music industry and it will really change the way that they create. Um, and and force them to separate what they create for themselves versus what they create for their fans and their audience. Um, not to say that there can't be an inherent healing in that creative process and also in the performing process. I think you know performing for other people is a lot um, is a big part of what a lot of artists really thrive on. Um, you know, in their creative and their being an artist and being in the public is sort of having that being on a stage and having that validation. And it's been very hard for a lot of artists during COVID because they haven't been able to do that. And so that's very healing for people is not only creating the music, but sharing it, you know, and having that communal experience with people live in person, you know, anyone that's been to a concert, you can attest to the energy that's in the room with however many other people that are there and you're feeding it to the artist and they're feeding it back to you. And it's kind of magical and you can't really explain and accept to say that it's energy and that's what music really is and that's why it has such a powerful effect on our on our beings um but unfortunately you know there are uh some pitfalls in the lifestyle that comes with wanting to do this for a living and so i think you really when someone embarks on a career in music um for their livelihood you know they have to really really want it and be clear on their on their vision because there's just so many pressures within the industry that um, are changing. I think there's more awareness of the issues, you know, and the stressors, but it's definitely always been um, a challenge because there is uh, the not the people that make the most music don't necessarily get the biggest piece of the pie financially. So that's an additional stress on their life is exactly. not always being able to support themselves. Exactly, and um, and musician life is totally different from others. If they do it professionally, it's not like nine to five the hours. <laughs> nine no. to five, yeah. They may need to travel. They may need to leave their family, right? Yeah, for a week, two or months. So a lot of stressors contributing to that. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. And some people really love that, you know, the travel, the go somewhere new all the time, and. Um, and some people, I think, again, like I keep, you know, through COVID have realized that they don't have to run around and be on the road all the time. They actually want to be home with their family. And, in, you know, they may change how they approach their career moving forward because, you know, it's, um, it's a whole new world now. So I think that's been interesting, you know, to sort of experience just in talking to artists as we do, you know, as part of Equilibrium. I think it's through this the last year of change there's been a lot of realizations about the lifestyle and what people may want to do differently for themselves. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, there's a tremendous amount of stress 
from being away from your family, from being, you know, in the public eye on social media all the time and having people, you know, pick you apart um, and comment on, you know, everything about your life because, you know, ostensibly you've put yourself out, you know, in into the public eye. So that's um, an issue that obviously other public figures deal with as well. But I think it's, it's, people do it because music is so powerful and the creative process is so powerful and the performing is so powerful that to have that connection point with people is worth it to them to be able to share their creativity and their art um, and connect with people and, and have this healing feedback um, is just, you know, so incredibly powerful. That's why people do it and they keep doing it. Exactly. And we miss it. We miss the concerts. We miss the public. Um, music outside you know these these were a good part of our life yeah i mean i people yeah, sometimes ask ask the question would you rather be deaf or blind right it's a weird question to ask but like it's a game <laughs> that people play and i'm like you know i can't imagine either but to never hear music again feels like you know it, i can't imagine it you know that things being silent, not being able to hear that, there's nothing else like it. You know, like you're saying, there's not as much music outside, it's quiet, you notice, you know, the difference, it's just, um, it's just like a beautiful layer of magic on top of life, um, on top of the life experience, you know, because exactly. you could watch, you could watch a film or, you know, something, um, 30 seconds of, of, you know, something, and it, you just watch it and it's fine and you put some music behind it and all of a sudden it's a completely different experience you feel different emotions you relate to it differently um and just you know when you're walking down the street and you hear music and all of a sudden you're like oh what is whether it's jazz or piano or whatever it just you just feel different from interacting with that energy yes exactly music is part of your life and my life as well because if you Remove it from your life, you may never change. Because what happens when you um, change the music, your mood is changed suddenly. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I don't feel good, I say, let's just have some happy dancing. And then finally, my mood changed a lot. Yeah, it's incredible how that happens. Yes, it is. So, and... Uh, I'm just looking at your website. You have Instagram and Facebook. What do you do with this website exactly? And what is your mission? Uh, what is our vision? Is that what no, you said? Your mission. With our this mission. Website. So yes. our mission is really to bring awareness to um, wellness and holistic health within artists and the music industry to make it more sustainable for people to have a career as artists and in the music industry because burnout is very common. Um, people really go hard for a long time and they don't take care of themselves. And so we're trying to help people with these very unique lifestyles sort of understand these different aspects of holistic health and how they can make adjustments um, to themselves, to their lifestyles, to provide them resources, um, connection with other people, and just um, a path to healing really and and self-reflection on what areas of their life they could modify in order to have a better quality of life um, on our website right now we're actually in the process of uh, relaunching so it will be different very soon we're we're working on kind of a new model but currently it houses um our content we have a blog there we have a list of like-minded organizations that are kind of 
our our friends in our community in the industry that are doing similar things to us, um, supporting like health and mental health. In the music industry, we have a list of uh, media where they're talking about aspects of wellness in the music industry. Um, we have on there uh, some recordings of our past events, which you showed a clip of from our very first event, which was two years ago, it's hard to believe. Um, and it's just sort of a, uh, right now really a landing page for us to um, connect with people. And we most of our content lives on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube right now. Um, and we're expanding our um, sessions library, which is essentially a collection of short classes or sessions of everything from meditation, yoga, nutritional um, information, um, manifestation, sort of like a full, full suite of kind of bite-sized um, classes that people can engage with, you know, for whatever their need is. And we're in the process of expanding that. And we also like to support artists who are interested in wellness and help them to tell that aspect of who they are. Because usually when an artist gets interviewed or featured by a media outlet, they ask them about the music and, you know, what the inspiration was behind the song or when they're touring. But we like to talk to artists about what their wellness routines are or how they overcame, you know, like some artists have really figured out how, what they need and they've done it themselves without anyone having to tell them. And those are great models for other people to be able to learn like, oh, I can do this. I can make this change. I can make this request. Um, and also we feature music as um, we have a feature called Feel It All Friday, where we feature different pieces of music that really help us to feel our feelings. Um, and then we'll invite the artists to share about how feeling their their emotions helps their creative process and also how that's important for overall wellness. Because I think, I mean, you've probably talked about this. If you don't feel your feelings, then it can manifest as, in many different, you know, other health problems. And um, it's essential for healing to be able to kind of feel those emotions. So we kind of work in a few different areas, but it's been, I was, you know, um, head of marketing at a record label for a very long time and, and marketing and project management is my background, but being able to support artists, you know, who have this kind of story to tell or who are changing the way that artists do things in the industry has been a real treat for me because it's supporting them in a different in a different way, which I think is really important to give a voice to people who are doing it differently, doing it sustainably, finding ways to heal themselves, and really creating that community of people who don't want to, you know, the sort of like old adage of like sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the music industry is like kind of outdated. And we're trying to, not that we're trying to single-handedly change that, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be a self-destructive place. And it doesn't have to be, you know, not all art comes from a pace of pain and, tra of pain and trauma. And there can be um, healing and connection and wellness um, within, you know, the music community. So that's what we're up to. Exactly during the COVID. Because yeah. life has been changed tremendously. Yeah. So we have a history before and after COVID, especially for music industry who... As you said, they've, they've been out in public right now. They are in at home or they are just creating music by their own at home. Uh, but there are lots of ways I see um, on the Internet they actually create it together. So at the same time, they can create music. So this is a great time <laughs> to see how virtual world working. 
to connect yeah. people. Yeah, it's it's great. I love it. <laughs> Maybe this time for COVID was useful for us to realize many things. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, how to live with the family because before before COVID we were so busy. Now we have more time spending with the family and then enjoying even ourselves, even if we are alone. There are lots of great ways we can learn, especially music, maybe starting a new instrument. I remember uh, forgetting my lessons. Uh, even if I was pregnant, I couldn't go to the class. Last, um, like a few months um, in my last uh, pregnancy. And then uh, I used to get the lesson virtually. Yeah. So this it's, way, you know, yeah. It's been um, really interesting because in a way it's very limiting because you can't be in person with people, but I think that's also freed people up to collaborate with people that they never would have thought they could collaborate with or take classes or lessons in something that they didn't think they could because it wasn't in their town or they were never going to have the time to commute or whatever the reason was um, in the same way, like one person lives in Europe, one person lives in, you know, in America or whatever. And they're like, oh, we're never going to get together in the studio. But now they're like, oh, we can just, like you said, go back and forth on, you know, online or whatever software they use. And it's, I think for some artists who are interested in exploring that it has been a new, um, a new stream of creativity to tap into. And I think, you know, like you said, as well, being um, in being sort of in lockdown, as many of us were for a long time, picking up a new instrument or writing new material or being inspired by a different challenge can be very um, rich in, in, you know, creative fodder to, to, you know, to do something, whether it's professionally or just for personal satisfaction. You know, when I play the harmonium, it's not for any other reason, but for myself and the people in my house that enjoy it. Um, and I don't know if I would have had the same amount of time to do that if I wasn't, you know, if it wasn't now. So like you said, I think that it can be a gift, even though so many people have obviously suffering and, you know, we've lost a lot of people in our lives and it's not necessarily a good thing, but to look for the jewels amongst all of the, the hard times, I think is, um, you know, especially in the realm of creativity, I think it has been, uh, very fruitful for some people. For sure. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Nicole. I really enjoy to have somebody from music industry. And uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for talking about this issue uh, because not everybody specifically think about musicians. They go to public, they listen to concerts, but they don't know what is uh, at the background and what they do <laughs> to yeah. to make them enjoy the music, right? Yeah. So thank you so much for this discussion. Uh, hopefully thank you. you can still enjoy um, even during this COVID creating something or learning your harmonic. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to Panta Kalho Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams.